What's going on, everyone? You've tuned into a special 0.5 episode of Marking Out the Days Weekend Warriors. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and joining me, as always, the other half of this hosting squad on this Magic School Bus of Pro Wrestling podcast, the mad scientist of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, Kobe Knight. What's going on, man? Dave, what's up, man? It's good to be back together again. We were uh, We were separated for some time, but now we are back on the same page or the same feed if you will yeah yeah yes we are very very good to be back in the saddle with you once again um i'm interested in uh in doing this episode um, definitely as we're going to be covering um the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels very first ladder match in the WWF um, on the WWE Network. Uh, we've been kind of discussing it a little bit uh, when it comes to the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels rivalry on our uh, marking out the day's weekend Warriors when we're covering superstars. But um, give me a little bit of uh, give me give me a little bit of a preview as to what we're going to be um, we're, we're going to be watching today on WWE Network. Well, I mean, this is a classic match that um, some fans didn't know about until, you know, the the advent of internet wrestling, you know, those videos appearing on wrestling came along. I mean, they talked about this this being a uh, hard-to-find match for a little bit, if, unless you didn't have the Coliseum home video, which was actually released March 31st, 1993, and this match took place July 21st, 1992, I believe. Okay. So, oh no, July 12th, 1992. I'm sorry. So, uh yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. I I caught this later um I guess it was about 2007 is when I found out about this match and I was just blown away. Okay. Um I read Bret Hart's book and he kind of mentioned it in there briefly. Um Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then I was just, it's, it's definitely not the ladder match that we know today. Um, it is certainly not that is more, it's more like they're using the ladder as, uh, the tool to get there rather than beating their opponent up with it constantly and trying to, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it is used in the match, but we'll see as we go along. What what are your thoughts? Did you ever see this when you were younger? When did you find this match? No, I didn't watch this when I was younger. Like you, it was, it was one of the Coliseum home video, uh, one of the Coliseum home videos that was hard to find. I actually saw a picture of this match in, I believe it was the WWF magazine. Okay. After, um, long after it, it had uh, it had aired or had made it to the 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 video cassette, I believe even after the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon WrestleMania 10 ladder match, I saw a picture of this. Um, so I, it was one of those like always hard to find hidden gem kind of matches before there was such thing as internet and um, you know uh, YouTube and Google and all that stuff. So um, when it came, the first time I ever watched it uh, was um, I think it was in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when they had that ladder match DVD retrospective yep. that WWE put out yep. and. Um, there were a few other like never before seen ladder matches on that um, on on that on that DVD, and it, like you said, it wasn't what the ladder matches are today, but it was the 
it was the the early stages of what we would see even before the Sean Razor WrestleMania 10 ladder match. Like you said, using the ladder as a tool to get to the title. Whereas now the ladders are like another participant in the match. Exactly. Uh, when we see with these, and you know, sometimes, sometimes as wrestling fans, and you and I have been both guilty of it, I'm sure. Like, um, we, we we talk out of both sides of our mouth when it comes to things. Sometimes in situations like this, um, we'll say, you know, we'll say to ourselves, "Oh, well, they should have done this with the ladder. They, there should have been more with this." And then other times we'll be like, "Well, less is more." Sometimes simple storytelling can be effective with certain guys in certain situations. So um, this is a case where. Um, this was still a new concept to the WWF at that time in 1992, but um, it was um, it was simple and effective, and it got people's attention. And eventually, they ran with it to uh, to the point where it was a part of a marquee match at WrestleMania 10. So absolutely, and it's certainly not the first of its kind. Um, I think it originated in um, Stampede Wrestling, actually. Yeah, you would be correct. I believe. Um, uh, the Brett used to have ladder matches with Dynamite. Yeah, JYD was mistaken. involved with the JYD and Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah. I, be, I believe JYD and Jake the Snake were the first ladder matches um, in Stampede Wrestling. Um, what's interesting about those matches is that um, if you go back and you watch that old footage, um, and I know that it's hard to come by with with Stampede Wrestling and the hidden gems the, uh, being gone, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Well, now that yeah, that of course that makes it even even more difficult. But um, the the building used to be held at the the, the Calgary Fairgrounds. Right. The and it's like an old dingy, um, you know, uh, just rundown building. Kind of like my basement. Ladder- <laughs> Down by the dungeon, if you will. Um, the ladders that they used were like these old like painters ladders these like mm-hmm. wooden painters ladders and they the ladders weren't you know those ladders where you can climb on both sides of it it was just you climb up one side and they used mm-hmm. to lean the ladder up against like a beam or a pillar in the in the building and then they would have whatever object they would have hanging um yeah it was like the know. old uh pa- painters ladders like it wasn't the a-frame yeah. Uh, yep. just hung it on a pole. That's a good way of putting it. A-frame took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, and they just leaned it against a beam that was kind of like near the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they set the ring yeah. up right next to the beam. Um, yeah, exactly. Kind of like what indie shows do now with ladder matches. Yeah, you, I mean, you got to be crafty. You got to be crafty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. The, if you go back and you find that footage... Um, it, it, it's 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 fascinating, you know, how far the ladder match concept Absolutely. has come. It's 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 amazing. One of my favorite concepts in wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like a ladder match is very hard to disappoint, especially in in you know in today's wrestling. But at the same time, ladder matches are one of those gimmicks where like you've kind of seen it all. What else can you do in a ladder match? Yeah, but they're you know? still entertaining. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was at, I went to Money in the Bank uh, a while back when it came to my hometown in Hartford, and the the both the women's and the men's ladder matches were both very entertaining. And there was even some some newer things that I'd never seen them do before in a type of match like that. So um, th- they're still very exciting and still um, a, a, a nice addition to the shows uh, when they decide to put ladder matches out. Speaking of indie uh, ladder matches, when I did DCW, the indie wrestling with the boys back in the day, um, we wrestled at a place called Chapala's. 
It's a Mexican rock or El Salvadorian rock bar. I'm so Chipotle? sorry. Chipotle? No, no. Yeah, that's Mexican. That's a Mexican <laughs> bar. Uh, that's Mexican American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Chipotle is a El Salvadorian um, rock bar. Uh, cool place. Shout out. Seven foot ceiling though, so uh, we didn't have much room. But I, I would always joke about let's do like a ladder match. But have it be like that three foot ladder, like you know, with the with only three little rungs on it. So you would you would have to be very dramatic climbing that little ladder and fighting. Like a painter's stool. Yes. Yeah. Think of how good that would be. Uh, that's that's some good comedy <laughs> indie wrestling there. Orange Cassidy, you can use that if you want, or somebody. I don't know. Yeah, Anyhow, yeah, I, I see doing something like that. All right. Well, you ready to jump into this match? Actually. Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right, so how's everybody going to find this if they want to watch along? If not, you can listen along because we run it down pretty well and we got some good banter going back. So uh, enjoy either way or watch along with us. Um, your choice. But Yeah, you, for sure. Yeah, you can go to the WWE Network. And what did you search, Dave? Um, I searched in the home video classic section. Um, and I found it. Well, yeah, I searched in the home video classic session, found it under Smack'em Whack'em, March 31st, 1993, and the mat. And you, now with the new WWE Network, you can just go right to the, you know, the, 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 the chapter of the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels ladder match. I know you searched something differently. Uh, yeah, so you searched I searched Bret versus Shawn. Yep, Bret versus Shawn, and it showed up in the Smack'em and Whack'em. Uh, it, it's it's kind of weird. They need to list these matches a little better. Um, cause I was confused as to whether or not I was getting the full match or not. Um, so yeah. it, it ran me to the Smackman and Whack'em full thing and it has me stopped right before the match. It's actually at 3755. That's where you're queued up, right? Yep. That is where I'm queued up. 37 minutes, 55 seconds. Cool. Well, uh, everybody else will give you five seconds to do that. Five, four, three, two, one. You could pause. I mean, I don't know why I did that, but yeah. All right. We're going to count down five, four, three, two, one. And at zero, when I say zero, we all hit play and then we'll start watching along. Dave, you ready? I am ready. All right. Let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Uh, the bell rings. Smack them and whack them, dude. I, uh, I'm trying to turn my TV down and it just turned up. Sorry. Who was that lady? That is Mike McGurk, the Mike. daughter of famous promoter Leroy McGurk. Ah. Leroy McGurk was the uh, was a promoter down south in uh, uh, Oklahoma for uh, Mid South. Him and uh, Bill Watts. Yes. Were, um, were had a partnership. And yeah, Mike McGurk was. I used to, I used to always dig her outfits. Uh, the the as a ring announcer, the um, the the jackets and the blazers and you know the flashy colors. Um, she definitely stood out for sure. What is that kid doing to that Hasbro? Yeah, he was smashing He's, that Hasbro up. He's gonna be uh, regretting that in years to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's scary, Sherry. What I noticed um, actually last covering marking out the days, she has a tattoo between her breasts. Very ahead of the time. Yeah, that was um, that that was certainly uh, certainly uh, different for 1992. Um, yeah, during that time period. Nowadays, you know, a lot of women have tattoos in between their breasts. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, unless it's yeah, exactly. uh, uh, unless you're Scott Steiner. Right. 
man. So Bret Hart is coming out now, and the crowd is electric. They have primetime wrestling banner up in the corner, so they they weren't sure what they were going to use this for, I'm, I'm thinking. They were just like, let's um, put this fucking match out here because we've been booking these guys on house shows, and we've been booking them on TV, kind of like feuding. You know what's interesting about the, about that is that um, I've noticed, too, um, over the years that they, you know, WWF did a lot of their um, television tapings in one building and they would they would have all the banners lined up, um, whether it was Superstars, Wrestling Challenge, Primetime there you see um, in the corner and uh, they wouldn't take them down. So, for instance, if you were watching Primetime Wrestling and it, when the match was you know advertised to be on primetime wrestling you would see that wrestling challenge banner in the corner and it wouldn't make much of a difference so even as a kid sometimes it'd be confusing um but i never put the two and two together that like oh they this was pre-recorded and they were taping all these matches right right in right one shot yeah they're doing uh, like yeah. four hour tapings and then there's ocd Shawn michaels fixing the belt once again he <clears throat> does yes, this that's right yeah he does this in a lot of ladder matches uh, I know he did it in the 95 ladder match uh, with Razor Ramon at SummerSlam. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, the banners would be up with uh, different, you know, logos, and it's been something that they had done for a number of years. They don't necessarily change things over. Now with, you know, the advent of, um, of uh, uh, HD and, uh, you know, technology, uh, you know, WWE changes, you know, the, the banners around. On the, they got the LED screen. So when they tape main event before Raw and 205 Live after mm -hmm. SmackDown, stuff like that. So um, usually they just change the mat. Sometimes. Yeah, the mat. And yeah, sometimes they used to change the ropes too. Oh, they used yeah. to retape the ropes because uh, I'd been to a few of those TV tapings. But um, I guess they got tired of uh, paying for that. Yeah. I mean, the presentation of the cruiserweights is all gone, right? Uh, I mean, they still, you know, they don't, yeah, they don't do the ropes anymore. Um, it's right after SmackDown, so they, they, the, um, the ring posts still have the SmackDown logo. No purple they, lights. Are, yeah, no purple lights, not blue. You know, it's blue, it's not purple. Um, yeah, honestly, I really don't know what they're going to do once. Uh, oh, I do see the Wrestling Challenge banner in the background, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so we got two banners in the background, and then, yeah, the WWF one. So, yeah, you're right. They just strung them up all about, and Brett starting off hot and heavy with Sean, just uh, beating him down with some great punches. Yeah, Brett's, uh, Brett's, you know, working on his opponent before he, you know, strategically decides to take the ladder and, and use it to Ooh. obtain the, the Intercontinental Championship here. Yeah, nice uppercut from Brett. Yeah, Sean sold it pretty well there. Like now he's going to go for the ladder. And yep, Sean, leg dive, taking him down. Yeah, this is funny how, like, this match, like, I don't, I mean, this was obviously, like, a, a tryout for them from what I remember in reading in Brett's book. But it's just funny, and we've talked about it on, on our show, how they just kind of, the way they booked cards and events in 92 and how they had led things up on TV. Like I'm surprised like a showdown between these two wasn't on a, a, a more regularly uh, watched program like superstars or wrestling challenge. Yeah. Um, very surprised. And 
to think of the competition that they have too at the time that's more wrestling based. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. I'm thinking like you know we hear about there's A towns, B towns, and C towns in WWF around this time. I don't know if they had maybe died down some and we're trying to consolidate who's on what town because they're going through a actual shape up literally and figuratively through WWF right now at this time. Yeah. I don't know if they were running three towns at once. Um, I don't think they had the str- a strong enough crew to do that in 1992, especially during this time period. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were doing, uh, if they were doing A and B towns where you would see Savage on one card as the champion and maybe even someone like Brett yeah. or Davey Boy yep. um, headlining the other card. Because um, yep. that, would, that wouldn't be uncommon. But I, I, I don't think the depth um, was strong enough on their roster for them to run a third show. Um, it's certainly not that way today. No. Um, now we're <clears throat> focusing on coming back into the ring. Sean had gone to grab the ladder. Brett cut him off, and we are back in. Uh, Brett wearing Sean down. Now he is going out to get the ladder. And this is actually yeah. one of those, uh, yeah, this is the same type of ladder. Oh, Sherry getting involved. Same type of ladder that uh, they used for WrestleMania 10, but kind of yellow, right? Uh, they WrestleMania 10's ladder was orange. Oh, okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the yellow ladder, I think you might be thinking of Rock and Triple H from SummerSlam there 1998. Yeah. Which nowadays they of, have that standard black one. Yeah, that that is a great match. Yeah, which is one of my all-time favorite ladder matches. Um, for the sim, uh, like we talked about, for the simple storytelling, like yeah. they, they didn't have to do a whole lot, but what they did was was magic. It worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen that match in years. Oh, I love that match, and that's what made me fall in love with The Rock. That match, nice, um, and what and what he, how entertaining he was. That was my that was my my aha moment with the rock. Like I got it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, the ladder's been set up in the middle of the ring. Sean went up. Uh, Brett stopped him. They did a little back and forth. Brett went up. The crowd went ape shit. And uh, Sean pushed him off and then pushed the ladder over. Yeah. Now it seems like Sean's the um, the aggressor here. Sean's gonna take advantage of the situation. If you notice too, um, where you know we talked about this this with this ladder match, the ladder being used as a tool. If you look at the top of the ladder, there's like two like points, like almost like on the end on, well, on yeah, each this side. Is, this is a real ladder. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not gimmicked. <laughs> yeah. Or, but like, there's two points that like you know it's not flush with the mm-hmm. with the top of the ladder itself, so you can end up hurting someone. Absolutely. I mean, you can get hurt in this match regardless. But Yeah, um, and I'm sure the ladder wasn't light as it is now. It's probably not that composite stuff. Um, I'm, I'm sure that ladder is about 50 pounds. I mean, not that, that one, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very possible, yeah. Maybe a little less. Uh, maybe 35, yeah. but still, it's, it's, it's a little different when that falls on your head compared to the composite one. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? Um, recently, I was at Home Depot, had to get get a couple things, and um, 
my wife and I were looking for a ladder for, for our house. Mm-hmm. And I have one of those like fold up, uh, adjustable, um, uh, suicide ladders. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, it can go in like a bunch of different positions. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like fucking around and I saw one of those, like, like it was like a blue ladder, kind of like the one we're, you know, seeing here, but you can only climb up one side. And I was like, where are the ones where they climb up both sides? And my wife was like, they don't make those. She goes, this isn't wrestling, honey. Yeah. They, I was like, I was like, thanks for ruining that for me. Yeah, they. I mean, they have industrial ones where you can get on both sides, but yeah, it, it's usually designed for one side. Yeah, <laughs> I was like looking. I was like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, get one, you know, climb up both sides, you know. Yeah, but Brett, yeah, she she had, she had to go ruin that for me. I was. <laughs> Brett ended up uh, eating the corner, um, doing his turnbuckle spot, but eating the ladder. That, was, yeah. that looked pretty brutal. Sean now almost exposing his ass. Ooh, the ladder just falls on him. Luckily, oh. it caught the ropes first. Yeah, they would do the exposed ass spot um, at WrestleMania, but Sean wasn't. Uh, Sean didn't have an extra pair of trunks on underneath that time around. No, Brett's got the ladder tipping to one side, reaching for that belt. Touching it with his fingertips. Oh. See, uh, Sean didn't pull the backside of Brett down because if he did, we would have ex- we would have seen the exposed pink thong. <laughs> you know, I wear a pink thong for years and nobody knew it. <laughs> that whole pink I, thing I, is a onesie. Yeah. Which he which he wore at um, Survivor Series ninety three. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. The one time only he uh, he he forgot to wear his pants that day. Yeah, it was weird to see Brett's legs that day. Yeah, which most of, yeah most of those uh, most of the guys that wear this you know those are singlets you know um, they're designed like that. But um, I I mean I understand why wrestlers Ooh. had to wear thongs or still do. But yeah yeah um, I've you know not to get too graphic, but I've never worn one before, so Neither I really I. don't know um, how it feels. But um, might be comfortable. Who are we to say? Yeah, I know. You know, I'll have to ask my wife. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, she's you know she she's worn it for you know as, as long as I can remember. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to ask her see how it feels <laughs> on a, on a comfort level and see if it would be comfort comfortable for for males to wear them. Um, <laughs> As we, you know, really jump the shark on this, <laughs> this watch along with this conversation. Thong on a ladder, or thong yeah, on a pole. Here, oh, here we go. Yeah, like, <coughs> oh, shit. Call Vince Russo. Bro, it's a swerve. So you're going to climb up the ladder, and as you're going to grab the thong, it's going to raise up, and then the big <laughs> swerve is going to be someone was controlling the thong hanging over the ladder. <laughs> Bro. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. You know, it, it's it's funny that I just mentioned him because I catapult. think. It, oh, here, yeah. yeah. No, 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 that's good. Oh, um, it's funny that I just mentioned him because I believe when I told you earlier, I saw a picture of this in the WWF magazine. I think it was in the old Vic Venom uh, articles that uh, used to be a part of the WWF magazine that Russo used to write as the Vic Venom character. Do you remember those? Yes, uh, but okay. I, I don't recall that, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Vic Venom. 
had a short-lived run on uh, WWF Livewire, if you remember. Yes, I do remember those. A couple of those episodes, actually. Um, I actually watched a couple that they were, that they had on YouTube for a little bit. Oh. Ooh. Oh, almost caught that leg there. Oof. Yeah, I think he was trying to come down and uh, maybe give him a Russian leg sweep at the same time. They collide in the middle. I wonder who's watching in the aisle back there. You see that? I didn't see. I'll have to take a yeah, look. Yeah, looked like someone wearing a shirt and tie. Some guy is trying to get a picture of Sherry's upskirt. Did you see that? That was amazing. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> he was blown that, that he couldn't awesome. get it. He was like, shit. <laughs> that's awesome. That oh, is so that's funny. That's so fucking cool. Uh, that's funny. Oh, man. Sean positioning the ladder so he could climb. Now Brett making his way up. They are about the, oh, grabbing heads. And you're right. The top of that is not safe. It looks like they kind of protected it with the, like a little, little rubber buffers. But uh. yeah. Oh, Sean with oh. poke in the eyes. This has been a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's been a while since I've watched this, but this has been a pretty good match. A little more, uh, really... yeah, a little more aggressively technical than I remember. This yeah. is like this is the feud that I would want to see. These guys hard hitting like this. Oh, nice. Oh, there's that sweet chin music. That's a, just a crescent kick. That's just a crescent oh, kick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's what you know. What? Now that's what I'm gonna call it. Every time every wrestler I watch does the super kick. <laughs> When Dolph Ziggler does it, that's eh, just a crescent kick. When the Usos do it, that's eh, just a crescent kick. When everybody in fucking New Japan does it, that's eh, just a crescent kick. Shit, I'm going to bring back a crescent kick party. Watch. Oh, yeah? I bet you a fucking wrestler does that. Oh, my goodness. That's what, you know what? Yeah. <coughs> we should make a t-shirt out of that. I got crescent it. kick party. Yeah, man. We should do a watch along of just all guys doing crescent kicks. Yes, I'll edit it together. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It's like 40 minutes straight of Dolph Ziggler. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that's every fucking move in the match yep. that he does, aside from overselling. What? Yeah, why make a, a crescent kick or a sweet chin music? Oh, I love how Sean eats uh, that. He he went for the belt, Brett kicked the ladder, and then he, he gets rung up on the uh, – his, his crotch gets rung up on the first – top rope and then he spills over the top crowd is going ape shit and Sean is underneath though coming up Brett got it and your winner of this historic first ever ladder match in the World Wrestling Federation and still your World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion Brett the Hitman Hart Joey Morella. He was there. Yeah, good stuff, Brett. All right, well, now uh, he's the WWF champion on that Smack'em and Whack'em. Well, that was a good one, Dave. That was a good one, yeah. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. The inaugural um, ladder match for WWF. 
Good one. Well, uh, folks, where can uh, Dave, where can folks find you? Well, they could find me anywhere, but where I really want you to look for me is over on Facebook at Kicking Out at Two, Facebook.com forward slash Kicking Out at Two. Be a part of all the fun we got going on over there. There's links to archive shows, there's pictures and debates and polls and videos and things like that. A fun environment of nostalgic pro wrestling over there on Facebook. Same thing goes for our Twitter. Our handle is at KickinOut2 K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T and the number 2. You can find me over there as well tweeting on the Twitter stratosphere if you will. Uh, pretty much talking to myself normally over on Twitter because uh, nobody wants to talk to me but uh, please come ju- come follow me over on Twitter and talk to me. Um, talk nostalgic pro wrestling. Talk any pro wrestling. Whatever the case is, just talk about it with me over on Twitter there at kicking out too and that's where you can find me moi the mayor of koa2 yep and uh you can always find me and all the back archives of kicking out at two and everything new as well on the retromania pro wrestling podcast page that's on any podcasting app you can find us on stitcher google play Spotify, searching Retromania with a W. You can find us on Facebook, our fun little community there, just like Dave's, Retromania with a W. Follow us on Twitter, we're lonely too, just like Dave. Retromania Pod. Um, and you can always write to us if you want to do that old school stuff. Um, Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. And we got some more news for you guys coming soon and uh, some more bonus content. So stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoyed this special 0.5 episode of Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors. Daves, I will catch you, um, I guess, next week or in the middle of the week, right? Yeah. yeah. On the flip side, wherever. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll find me wherever. Yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Bye.